Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, world. Brian, I love your new background. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and the look, you, you're looking good. So guys, I'm going to have to go, Brian, as soon as we start talking, I have to go Facebook Live because this is the first day back after a holiday weekend. I'm sure we've got a lot of people on Facebook, but I want to tell people that we're on live back this morning. And I'm excited that you're here. Well, I appreciate being here, Jesse. It's a, you know, it's always good to get started right after a holiday weekend. We have that tendency to have that, that you know, hangover. That's uh, I'm not even talking about the physical hangover. Really. I'm talking <laughs> about that. Oh, I got to get back to work. It's been three days off, and a lot of us took Friday off, and you know, so it just gets longer and longer. So, absolutely, staying focused on on that is, I think, really important. It is definitely hard to uh, get the brain back in gear. So uh, if you guys don't know Brian Curtis, he is uh, not only one of my, my better friends I've made in this industry, but he's an amazing coach. He has coached some of the top teams in this country. Like really, truly look at the teams he's coached. They have some amazing people. He has run an amazing team in multiple states. Um, he's just a, an all around good guy. And I am grateful he's here. We were talking and he's like, yeah, why have I never been on Agent Power? And I'm like, dude, you'll come on Agent Power Huddle. That's awesome. I would love for you to come on Agent Power Huddle. And that was how, how I ended up here. So we're talking this morning about uh, better communication with buyers and sellers. Um, what part of the, the phase of buyers and sellers are we talking about, Brian? Are we talking about before they are clients, after they're clients, all of the above? So, you know, it's funny, Jesse, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I, one of the things that I've been realizing is, and I know that you guys probably know I do uh, I do a, a weekly call, a weekly uh, webinar where we listen to calls and we critique. And, you know, so because of that, I get an opportunity to listen to a lot of phone calls. And I, what I found is that it's kind of universal. And here's what I mean by that is that some people are really good on the phone. Some people are really good in person. But very few people seem to be consistent and have a plan. And I think that's one of the things that I think that we're really missing teaching is, you know, what's your plan? What's your consistent plan? And, you know, and then are you watching game tape? And I know that sounds like a silly thing to say, but for all of the people who have participated in any kind of athletics, can you imagine like a professional football team, baseball team, basketball team, whatever, whatever you're into playing a game and then never watching the film? And, and that's what we do. Like we never watch the film and it, it, it's really a huge opportunity out there for us to think about that. You know, I created a, a thing I call OEEO, which is before you do anything, organize it, execute, obviously do whatever it is, whether that's communication, whether that's showing a house listing appointment, whatever that is. And then the third, the third letter, and there's the E again, it's evaluate. And I think we need to start working on evaluating how we did the better and different so we can get better and better and better. Because you, you hear this all the time. I don't use scripts. Well, guess what? You use scripts, whether you want to or not. You just don't. Well, the question is, are you consciously using scripting or are you unconsciously using scripting? Because it's something you've said over and over again. You don't realize that it's a script. So, you know, I'll give you an example. Those people who get to know me really well realize that I say out of curiosity way too much. And I'm aware of this and I, I do it and it's okay as long as I'm not talking to the same people over and over again because they're like, Brian, you said it again. But, you know, I can get away with it with clients that, I, that I'm working with, you know, a couple of times and I'm not spending 20, 30 hours with. But once you spend 20, 30 hours with me, you realize I say out of curiosity too much. That's okay. 
but I'm conscious of it and I have a plan. And I think that's one of the things that I really feel like is important. And, you know, one of the things I thought we might just chat about is if you want to talk about phone calls, and I don't know if that's something that you guys focus on here a lot, but, uh, you know, I have four steps of a phone call. And I would argue that most people don't have any kind of plan when they get on the phone. They got on the phone, they go, they might have an intro script, which they use about seven different ones, just depending on how they felt that day. And then that's about it. And then there's kind of winging it from there. So, you know, I've, I've actually developed a system I call the four steps of a phone call. And I'd love to chat about that if that's something that would be beneficial. Uh, absolutely. And out of curiosity, um, if people, if people, uh, if people haven't seen Cash Call, right? Where where do they find it? Because Cash Call, and by the way, I, I should have included it in the intro. It is such a cool thing that Brian does on a regular basis. So, wh- where do they find it? How how what is it? And how do they they learn more later about Cash Call? Yeah, so um, Lab Code Agents. Uh, I'm sure most of you are familiar with Lab Code Agents. So we do it, and I'll be trying to do. I'm going to do some time zone conversion. Make sure I don't screw that up. It's at noon on the West Coast, three o'clock on the East Coast every Wednesday. Um, and it's a, just a 30 minute call, uh, probably about 75% of the time we do call review every once in a while, we'll cover something else. Uh, we'll have guests on there. I think a couple of weeks ago, we had our mutual friend, Gabe Cordova on there, you know, Gabe's a great guy and he's talking about some Y Lobo stuff and, and that was a good thing. So, but yeah, every Wednesday, excuse me, at noon, uh, West coast, uh, three o'clock, uh, East coast. And, and they're listening to, to actual calls that agents have done with, Buyers and sellers recorded. It's a really cool thing if you've never checked it out. Awesome. So, so I just want to make sure people know about that. So let's, yeah, let's appreciate di- the yeah. So let's dive in to the the four. You said there's four steps. Is what four you structured. Steps. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. So the first one is pretty simple. It's an intro script. And and here's why I really started to get frustrated with this. You know, it's funny because I'm listening to my own team's phone calls and my my team gets to be my guinea pigs oftentimes for that Wednesday Wednesday call because I don't necessarily have access to a lot of other people's telephone calls, but what I noticed was there was about 17 different ways to enter a phone call and about 16 of them were wrong. And, and here's what I mean by that. You know, you'd hear this, um, and, and Jesse, if you play with me, uh, can I speak to Jesse, please? So if you're saying, saying that, just think about this. And, and all of you who are listening to this, the second somebody goes, can I speak to so-and-so, what's the trigger? Salesperson. I know it's a trigger for me. Salesperson. Salesperson, I'm about to get sold something. I'm about to talk to somebody I don't want to. By the way, we do what's called interruption marketing. In other words, no one was sitting around waiting for your phone call if you're doing lead generation. Now, if they're calling you, that's different. But you know, if you're reaching out to your database, if you are reaching out to pay-per-click, Zillow, Realtor, whatever, whatever your lead sources are, they weren't sitting around going, I can't wait for Jesse to call me. They were doing their life. So we're doing interruption marketing. And if we don't if we do not do that the right way, the wall goes up and we've made everything that we do twice as hard. So step one, never ask the person's name. You know, never go, hey, is this Jesse? Because when you do that, that's a trigger for all of us. And my first thought is, oh my God, they're going to sell me car insurance for a car I don't own anymore, right? Because we all get that phone call seven times a week now. So we are the same thing. And I hate to, I hate to say that at least, at least, you know, those people opted into us. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't opt into the car warranty thing. I probably did somewhere not unaware of it, but at least they opted in. So with that in mind, think about whatever your lead source is, you have to have a good intro script. So step one is an intro script. And again, I mentioned this earlier, I don't memorize scripts. I don't have like a list of 75 scripts. Those of you who have been through certain programs will give you these lists of scripts. I'm not a big fan of that. 
but I am a big fan of intro scripts. So it looks something like this. Hey, Jesse, this is Brian reaching out. You made an inquiry on our website. And I was wondering, are you planning on making a move soon or are you just window shopping? So that second part is super important. And I got to give a shout out to my co-host on Cash Call, Dale Archdeacon, for that window shopping script, because I didn't create that. I don't know if Dale did or not, but I'm giving him credit for it because that's who I got. But ultimately, that window shopping script allows people to go, oh, okay, I don't have to buy something. I'm not about to get sold something. We're going to have a conversation, perhaps. It's not when you want to buy, when you want to buy, when you want to buy. So if you don't have a script like that, then I think you're screwing up. And it, you really have to relieve the pressure. Because remember, I'm sitting around, I'm eating my lunch, I'm watching TV, I'm working, I'm talking to my family, whatever I'm doing, I'm not expecting your phone call. So um, that's that. Now, um, I will say this, if you're dealing with lower funnel leads, and what I mean by this, realtor.com, truly assigned calls, those are a little bit different. So have a different intro script for those. And those are just, hey, this is Brian with Curtis Realty Group. And I saw that you were calling on 123 Main Street. Would you like to go take a look at that property or do you have any questions? So, and what I think is important is understand the level in the funnel. So a realtor.com lead, a Zillow lead, a sign call, our, our bottom of the funnel type leads as a rule, right? If I'm sitting in front of your house and I'm calling about 123 Main Street, I'm pretty bottom of the funnel. At a minimum, I'm, I'm out driving around looking at houses. You know, a Zillow lead as a rule is more bottom of the funnel. So it's okay to be aggressive with those people. They called for a purpose and, you know, understanding where that's coming from. So, you know, step one with the intro scripts is understand who you're talking to and just have two or three scripts. Don't have 27 scripts. You don't need a million of them. And, and that's kind of a really important concept that people do. Because if you come into that phone call with, uh, can I talk to Jesse? You're done. And, and I'm not saying that you can't recover from that because we've all recovered from it. I've done it. I'm sure Jesse's done it. We've all made that mistake, but don't set yourself up that way. Talk to these people like you're your friend. I had a conversation with an agent in my office one day and she came up to me. She said, Brian, how did you learn how to, to talk to people? And I said, I said, uh, we'll call her Sue. That's not her name. I said, Sue, I've been practicing for 48 years. And, and, and I want you guys to think about that. Like when we pick up the phone or we meet people in person, we act like we've never done this before. Some of us, I've been talking for 48 years. So I've got pretty, I got some pretty decent practice and I, you know, we got very scripted and very, you know, da, 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 da. no one talks like that anymore. You know, how many people back in 1995 wrote an email and you, and you edit it 17 times to make sure the grammar was correct. And that we had, you know, sentence structure and paragraphs. You sent that today. I don't make it past line three, right? It's 2021. It's really great that we can talk to people and we don't have to be these robots and we don't have to be Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. We're not coming in trying to, you know, close, 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 close. So, you know, it's not ABC always been closing like it was, you know, 20 years ago either. So, you know, step one, you want to do an intro and just become into it. Um, and for me, once I go into that, the, you know, the objectives of my phone call, by the way, are I want to build rapport. So, Jesse and I have done a bunch of this stuff together. And when you're coming in there, you know, Jesse, we talk about this a lot, but if you don't take anything else away from this, think about building rapport with language. And here's what I mean by that. I'm talking relatively slow for me today, for those, and Jesse could probably attest to that, but I talk really, really, really quickly most of the time. I'm from the East Coast. I grew up in upstate New York, and I really kind of talk like this most of the time. And you know, I, people almost can't keep up with me, including myself. That being said, I've got to understand. So I did majority of my real estate business in Arkansas. If you can imagine 
living in a state in the South where everyone talks, you know, 30, 40% slower than you do, then that, that can be problematic. So one of the things that I would say as you're going into a phone call is make sure you're building that rapport. You know, step one is you're going to do an intro and then you're going to build some rapport. And, you know, whether that's in person or on the phone, I don't care which it is. Matt, your number one focus when you actually meet somebody should be to build some rapport. So, you know, we can do that by mirroring and matching. And, you know, if you're in person, then you can mirror match their physical stuff. And that's super easy in comparison. Like I can literally sit with like Jesse with my arm over here on my mouse. And, you know, that's simple. That's easy stuff. Very simple to pick up on. And it really helps. But remember, if you're on the phone, we don't have that ability. So you only have your tone, your volume and and your uh, and your into in, into yeah basically your intonation you know how you speak your volume and your speed so you know if someone comes on the phone and they're talking like this don't come at them like I am because you've just scared the crap out of them so you know keep that keep that in mind too so basically we're going to do an intro um, and then the next thing we do is do a discovery so here's the thing that I see that gets botched um, over and over and over again is doing a discovery so. Um, I don't know if we, we were in a participation mode here, but uh, how many let's, people let's think make it a let's make it a participation mode? I like participation mode. Yeah. So those of you who have your camera on, if you don't mind, how many of you people prior to me stating this would have said the sole objective of every phone call is to make an appointment? Nobody. I would have. I mean, I that's what I that's what was every single one of my things. And and I agree. I agree with all everyone who raised their hand and who was honest, and the rest of you liars. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> the point is that most of us get on the phone, and the reason that we're doing it is to make an appointment, right? We're on here. I'm spending my time. I'm lead generating. I'm going through this. I'm calling my past clients. Whatever I'm doing, I'm just trying to make an appointment. And I want you to. I want to argue with you that that is one of the objectives, but we we go for it too fast. Now, again, top of funnel leads. That's okay. But when you're calling people who aren't necessarily expecting your phone call, you're calling your past clients, you're calling your sphere of influence, you're calling those people, setting an appointment should be on the list. But to me, it's number three. What is number two, after I've actually done an intro script, is I want to make sure that I actually go through and do a good discovery. So discovery, you know, we've heard there's like LP Mama. That stands for something. I'm sure some of you know what it is. I don't. But some of but there's that scripting out there. Here's what I like. Again, you know, go back to the simple. I like who, what, why, where, when, and how. Why? Because when I was in third grade, they taught me who, what, why, where, when, and how. So maybe that's not 48 years, but more like only 40 years that I've been studying who, what, why, where, when, and how, right? So what does that mean? It means when you're with people, and again, this is in person or it, or it's on the phone. I like to see people do this on the phone. It's a perfect phone call when you get all six of those. But here's some mistakes people make. Who is not Bob and Sue Smith? Who is Bob, who's an architect, and Sue, who's a doctor, and their three kids, Bobby, Sally, and Susie, who are 12, 14, and 8, and they go to this school and they do this activity why is that stuff so important? Well, I'm going to make a really stupid comment here and you guys may laugh at it, but it's true. If you do a long enough interrogation of somebody, they won't want to go through it with somebody else. And I know that that's not really the whole objective of things, but think about this. And and I'm going to button up with that, by the way, I'll show you how I do that. But if I have a, a 15 minute phone call and they expect every realtor who they talk to to have to have a 15 minute phone call, guess what? They're not going to want to talk to a lot of other realtors. And I know that no one else is necessarily teaching that idea right now, but it's true. 
And I'm going to teach you how to teach them that here in, in a minute. So I think it's important. So who, what, why, where, when, and how. And if you just look at that, and I literally have that tell all the agents who are new on our team, put who, what, why, where, when, and how. Just put or put six W or just put W's in an H, however you want to do that in front of you to make sure that you get off the phone. When you when you get off the phone, that you've gotten those things covered. So who is what? Where? You know, where do you want to live? That's pretty simple. You know, what's the location? But again, I want you guys to start thinking about this too. If you're not, what's the second question? So I can say to Jesse, where do you want to live? And he can say San Diego. And most people go, great, San Diego, and move on to the next question. But I want you guys to think about communication is going one level deeper and maybe even two or three levels deeper. Jesse, so you want to live in San Diego? That's awesome. Where specifically in San Diego? And what about San Diego? You know, do you really love? So now we're talking about something instead of I want a three bedroom, two baths in San Diego under 700,000. I just fell asleep talking to myself. Let's have real conversations with people and talk and think about how that is. Jesse, so where in San Diego you want to live? Oh, I want to live. I don't know anything about San Diego. So I want to live in this part of San Diego. And this is why. And this is why it's important. And, and now I've gotten a real where, you know, here's the question almost most people forget to ask too is why, you know, why do you want to move from this part of San Diego to this part of San Diego? Oh, it's the school system. Oh, great. So, you know, what's important about that? So if you can write this question down and use it. What's important about that? Or why is that important to you? Or what's the benefit to you? Those are all the same question, just asked in a different way. And it'll show a couple things. First of all, it'll allow you to really understand your clients and get them what they want and need. And second of all, it'll show them that you care. Because in case you don't know, most people don't ask and no one gets asked these things. And I know that sounds crazy, but they don't get asked it by their significant other. They don't get asked it by their boss. They don't get asked it by their friends you can literally find out about people and allow them to talk about their favorite subject, which is of course them. And, and that doesn't make them bad people. Everyone's favorite subject is themselves. I mean, that's just the reality. We're kind of narcissistic by, by definition. And so it's okay to ask that. So who, what, why, where, when, and how. Now I'm gonna put the how, and, and I'm not gonna go over each one of those because I think we have 12 minutes left. So um, the how part of this, is something that I will personally say, and this is a personal pet peeve of mine, I, I leave that one out. And here's what I mean by that. How is about the money? And here's, you know, so are you gonna finance or are you gonna pay cash? If you're gonna ask that question, please ask it that way. Not, are you pre-qualified? Have you been pre-qualified? Have you talked to a lender? Stop asking those questions, in my opinion. Now, when you get in person, that gives you that opportunity. And here's why, because you know, you all been talking to me for 18 minutes so far, and I've not asked a single one of you your credit score, how much money you have in the bank, um, you know, the age of your firstborn. I haven't asked you those things because I haven't earned the right to ask them. And I feel like a lot of times we get on the phone with people and we do what we call sales prevention. Well, I need to know who you're pre-qualified with. That lender's not good enough. And da 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 da. I'm not putting, you know, Jesse and I've heard this for years and years and years. I'm not putting anybody in my car who's not pre-qualified. Okay, great. Send them over to me. I'll sell them and then I'll get them pre-qualified. So in my opinion, skip that house step. If you really need to ask it, ask it in a way that makes sense. And that question would be, you know, so are you guys paying cash for a house or, or do you think you might want to finance? So ask it with some empathy, not as an interrogation, because way too many people interrogate people. Now, I will say this. Um, it's a great thing to go to if you've got somebody who's further down the road. So if somebody says, man, I'm, I'm six to 12 months out, there's a great opportunity to say, you know what? You know, that's amazing. Six to 12 months out, you're in a perfect place to get started. 
let me ask you this. Do you happen to know your credit score? Yeah, my credit score. No, I have no idea what my credit score is. Probably is about what 50% of the people will say. Well, in my opinion, we should get you in front of our lender. I have no idea what your credit score is either, but there's an opportunity if it's not quite high enough to get it up over the next six months, you're in the ideal situation if you start today. So with that in mind, why don't we do this? My lender will pull your credit score for free. It will not hurt your credit. It's not like pulling for a credit card. And then we can put together a plan to make sure that in six months from now, you can get the absolute best interest rate that's out there that's available to you. How's that sound? Okay, great. So... Again, I'm not really into doing that unless the time frame is way out, in which case I need another reason to set an appointment, which is step three. So, you know, what's an appointment nowadays? For me, an appointment obviously is to go show a house, go on a listing appointment, but it's also something like this. Like two years ago, when I said Zoom, people thought I was like a kid talking about a car driving down the road, Zoom, Zoom. That's, but we all know what Zoom is. The pandemic did some good stuff for us, right? Maybe arguably whether people like Zoom or not. But my point is this. If I asked somebody to Zoom two years ago who wasn't in real estate, they would have been like, I don't know how to do that. I don't have that app on my computer. I have to download it. That sounds hard. We don't have to deal with that anymore. Don't miss the opportunity to Zoom with somebody. And I know that that, that's probably not something that's super popular, but I think that that is something that is really a great opportunity because the the math on this, for lack of a better way to put it, is that 95% of us, 95% of the communication that's happening on here is the same as in person. There's still that 5%, you know, loss. We don't get to shake each other's hand, give each other hugs or, you know, whatever your physical communication was. We don't have that, but we have almost everything else. So, all right. So I'm just going to kind of recap. I, I want to, I want to have a great intro script. I want to do a great discovery. I want to set an appointment. By the way, I'm a big fan of setting appointments through what I call slot close or an either or close. So I have time available on Thursday or Friday, which of those works better for you. So I feel like a lot of people are afraid to use that because of the idea of, well, what if they're not available on Thursday or Friday? So I will also suggest that if you ask a question that has a yes or no answer, you're going to get a yes or no answer. Here's what I mean by that. Would you like to meet this afternoon? No. Now I have to reboot and, and go through this instead of, hey, I have time available on Thursday or Friday. Which of those works better for you? Well, I'm not available on either of those days. Great, Jesse, which day are you available? We're having a different conversation by the way that we lead that conversation. So, all right. Now, here's the part that I feel like almost nobody is doing. And I feel like nobody's doing it because I listen to a bunch of these phone calls and I hear no one doing it. So the last step is what I call button up. And the button up consists of a bunch of different things. One of the questions that I want to put in right before that, if you're not asking this, if you're talking to someone in person or on the phone is, what are you looking for in a real estate agent? If you're not asking that question, you're missing a huge opportunity. And I'll tell a very, very quick story on that. So my, my friend and an agent who works on our team name is Amanda. And I told her one day, I said, we need to start asking this question. We need to start asking, what are you looking for in a real estate agent? She said, all right, Brian, I'll do it. She's, she's real coachable. So she got on the phone call literally the next, very next day. And she asked somebody, hey, by the way, what are you looking for in a real estate agent? And the person's answer was, I have no idea. And that sounds like not a good answer. But here's the rest of that story. I have no idea, but you are the only person who bothered to ask. And therefore, I'm going to work with you. Pretty strong question. And those of you who worked expireds have probably asked a similar question. Like when you're sitting in front of an expired, you're like, hey, what didn't you like about your last agent? Or how come you, you know, it's, it's a negative version of that same question, you know, or what can I do to make sure 
for some reason, we did it on the list side, but we failed to do it on the buy side. And I don't understand why. And I'd like to tell you that I, I just knew it. But one day we just said, hey, why don't we try this? And it works really well. So I'm not sure where that necessarily goes in the discovery part of that, but it's a great question to ask. Um, throughout your discovery. And if you forget to ask it, when you meet the person in, in person, hey, by the way, what are you looking for a real estate agent? And we actually have a sheet, a form that we bring with us that we take notes on, on this very specific subject. And it does a lot. First of all, it flushes out problems. And here's what I mean by that. Oh, you well, I expect you to answer the phone every single time I call. Perfect. And now we can talk about why that's ridiculous. I wouldn't say it that way, but we can. But, you know, we can say, look, you know, I appreciate that. And realistically, I would love to be able to answer the phone every time you call. But if you were my only client, then I'd have to get out of real estate because we don't make that much money. I want client. I can't pay all my bills. So I'm going to probably have to answer other phone calls. How about this? Instead of me being able to answer the phone every single time, how about I'm, I guarantee you that I'm going to call back every single time. I think that's a reasonable expectation. So when we ask people's expectations, we get to find out what they are. We get to meet those expectations. And then honestly, sometimes we even get to exceed them. So one of the things that we do is we make assumptions and that's a really bad idea. So back to the button up part, couple of things. If you're not doing this, make sure that you start today. By the way, Jesse, when I hang up the phone, I'm gonna send you my V card. And what my V card is, is basically all the information about me in the phone. Here's why I want to do that. So I feel like we've had a great conversation today. And I feel like we're probably going to move forward. But one of two things happens when I call. If you know it's me, you can either decide you hate me, don't want to talk to me and hit me and send me, block me, or you can decide you want to pick up the phone. So I like to make little stupid jokes, you know, little self-deprecating stuff. It seems to work well for me. Not saying that you need to do that, but here's the reality. And everyone is on this phone call can know this to be true. If somebody is in your phone and you don't know who they are, there's still probably a triple chance that you're going to answer that phone. I've done it for years because I have 4,800 people on my cell phone. If Jesse calls me, I know who he is. But if some guy named Jesse B calls me, I'm going to answer the phone, Jesse, what's going on? Like we're best friends because I don't want to be the guy who forgot this person who had value to me or I had value to them. So get people in your phone. So that's step one of, of the of the last step, which is that button up. Step two is, by the way, you know, I've had a great conversation with you. I really appreciate working with you. With that in mind, you're going to be driving around. You're going to be looking on the internet. You're going to be talking to people. If anybody tells you about a house in the entire state of California, I'm licensed in the entire state of California. I'd be happy to help you with it. So whenever you see a, see a house, drive by for sale by owner. By the way, the seller pays my fee. It's absolutely free. Call me. I'm your agent. I'll work with you. Just real simple. And then here's the last one, depending on the lead source, you know, if it's a realtor.com lead or a Zillow lead or even a, a pay-per-click lead or a website lead, it looks something like this. So my guess is, Jesse, that you're going to get about 27 phone calls in the next 15 minutes from different agents who all want to have this 15-minute conversation with you. If you want to have it, that's completely your choice. But I feel like we were a good fit and we're going to meet tomorrow at three o'clock tomorrow anyway. With that in mind, just tell them you're working with Brian Curtis at HomeQuest Realty and they'll leave you alone. So that button up that we do, think about, I've done three things with that. First of all, I've gotten in their phone, hopefully. Second of all, I've got them to understand the real estate process. By the way, if you think that the public understands how we get paid or how the real estate process works, you're wrong. I don't know how to say that any other way than that. But some of the public does, probably half of the public, but there's that other half who couldn't care and is just trying to buy or sell a house. So don't make the assumption they understand how we work. Tell them. And then lastly, you've given that literally given them a script. 
Because if somebody calls me and says, I'm working with Jesse Sigorski at EXP, I'm not going to try and convert that person. Why? They knew his first and last name in the brokerage he worked at. He's got a relationship with them. So that that's uh that's what I got in 28 minutes. This is this is 30 minutes long, right, Jesse? It is. And that okay. was an incredible <laughs> amount in 28 minutes, Brian. All right. Well, I'm happy to answer any questions or... Well, well, before we'll see if people have questions, but before we run out of time, for those of us who joined us late or anywhere else, um, they know they can check out Cash Call, which is your, you know, your weekly show in LabCode Agents. But how else can people get a hold of you if they want to go deeper, they want to learn more about the coaching, anything else they want to learn? What's the best way to connect people with you? So um, Facebook Messenger is great. Um, now, full disclosure, I don't, I'm, I'm not a Facebook... Uh, I don't know how to say it. Nice. I'm not a person who spends 24 hours a day on Facebook. I will check my Facebook messages every day, but it's not an instant response. Um, Ryan at searchnwa.com. I'll put that in the in the chat is my email. But and then I'll put my phone number in there too. I'm I'm pretty open. At the end of the day, um, I like to talk to people. I'm a big fan of the more you give back, the more you get. So I put both of those in there. Um, for sure. If somebody asked me what the last O was, it's organize again. So it's organize, execute, evaluate, organize again. And I think that's important when you think about how many people don't organize again, and then they lose the people that they're going to follow up with, or they forgot to put a follow-up date, or they didn't send the email they were going to send or whatever. So organize, execute, evaluate, organize again. So, so because we are at the bottom of the hour, I just want to see those of you on camera, thumbs up if you'd like Brian to come back again on one of these. Look at that, Brian. I'm telling you, dude. Thank you. I love having you here. This is so fun. All right. So thank you for being here. We're just going to wrap it up. If you guys have questions, so reach out to Brian. We'll tag him in the, uh, the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group when we post this replay. And uh, we'll make sure we schedule him to come back on again because that was, dude, that was such good. That was good. 28 minutes. All right, guys. Welcome Thanks, back after a holiday. Have a good, have a good day, everybody. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.